0: Is an internationally acclaimed leading Australian garden designer. And these are his Garden Rudimentals, a blueprint series on the basics of garden craft. Paul Bangay, hello. Hello. We're sitting
1: here on, what do you call this? Um, So we're sitting underneath our pergola. That's what I thought. (laughs) On the north side of the house. Underneath our wonderful Vetus
0: cogniti. We're at, at Paul's beautiful home, Stonefields in central Victoria. And and the Vetus uh, is about to turn its toes up for winter, isn't it, I guess? Well, no, that, that's quite harsh. <laughs> Sorry, Vetus. <laughs> Jonathan, <laughs> it's turning that majestic
1: <laughs> scarlet red. That's the time of the year we really, this is when it really comes into its own. So Vetus is the, is the genus name for grape. Mm-hmm. So it's an ornamental grape. And this one, crimson glory vine, some people call it, um, has the big sort of dinner plate size of leaves, and it goes scarlet, scarlet red in the autumn. That's its beauty.
0: So and this, this pergola, it's outside your, your kitchen yeah. area here, and there's, there's big window doors onto this pergola from the kitchen, and that's a beautiful, restful, shady spot gazing out over the valley there to the north. But you were saying before, maybe too shady. I was inside last week and I was thinking,
1: what actually draws people out in the garden? Mm. What brings people out and makes them want to sit outside and what makes them at peace in doing that? And I think that comes down to lots of different things. I think, you know, shade and light, space, dimensions, you know, heights, all those sort of things I think are really important.
0: And I thought that's what we could talk about today. Indeed. And so this, this, this to me is a pretty attractive and and commodious and and inviting
1: space so you know everyone has this romantic image of sitting under a vine and that's what we've created here here. so I think here we are sitting under and I think the importance of sitting under an ornamental grapevine is, is important to play up because it doesn't drop fruit so it's not going to cause mess people tend to hate mess in the garden now so good for that reason I created this terrace, and yes, garden designers make mistakes. I made it too narrow. It's 3.2 metres wide. It needs to be wider. You need a good terrace, should be 4 to 5 metres wide if you got it. Because by the time you put a table in the middle, and you move chairs backwards and forwards, and people have to circulate around, it's too tight. It looks fine. <laughs> <But> <laughs> we're all about perfection on this show, Jonathan. <laughs> Quite often people create pergolas, and ostensibly this is half a pergola, isn't it? Sort of attached to the building on one side and comes down. So, I, you know, I didn't want the pergola to be the, the feature here, so very fine steel it's made from, yep. which is attached to the, to the house on one side and then these sort of vertical poles on the other side, and then just let the grape become the vehicle. You know, it, it, it's sort of the thing we sit underneath. Fabulous plant, and, and the leaves are crackingly large.
0: They're sort of dinner plate size yeah. grape leaves.
1: And, of course, on the north side, it gives the house a lot of protection. So we've got it here, we sit underneath. Down the other side of the house, we've got another one, which shelters all the bedrooms.
0: You argue, though, that, that maybe the cover is, is too shady. The yes. thing, in terms of drawing somebody out into this yeah. space and giving them pleasure in this space and making an invitation to this space, a more dappled light is much
1: better better. yes it's the light and shade thing you want to come out in the garden you want to sit in shade but you don't want to sit in darkness Hmm. and i think that now this this pergola is a good 15 years old we need to get out and get up this year and really thin it out because i think it's too dark it's just not letting
0: enough dappled light through that idea of, of, of being drawn into the garden yeah I mean, is is that because of shapes? Is that because of light? Is it because of patterns of planting? What 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 are the what are the tricks you use? Well,
1: for I, that? I think that you want to create different areas in the garden for different purposes. So, you know, here we are sitting under the vine and and being able to eat. Down there, we've got the little pavilions that you can go lie and read in, and they're they're smaller in scale, again with shade on them, but all open side so you can Mm -hmm. see in the garden. I think the thing about being immersed in in plants is is a thing that's very attractive and lures people into the garden. You don't want to sit in the middle of an open lawn. You don't really want to sit in the middle of an open gravel patch, do you? But that, that little pavilion being tucked back into that garden bed with the flowers all spilling through it is highly attractive. The pavilions, the, the width of the bed that, that surrounds us. And letting the plants creep through, you know, they're mm. sort of creeping all the way through the sides of it. That's crepuscule rose on, on one side and mermaid on the other on the other side of the roof. And then we've got all the herbaceous perennials sort of spilling in through the openings of it. But we go sit in those all the time. And I think the fact that you're actually immersed in the garden is attracting traction there.
0: So I think we all know gardens where stuff's been created you know, with with that sort of intent, yeah, but doesn't ever quite work. You never
1: really go there. That's right, and that's that's the thing that I was questioning last week. What makes you want to go there? Mm. Making it comfortable, making it large enough that you've got space in there, but immersing it in all those plants, n- letting enough light in, but you're not in the out in the baking sun. All those sort of elements make it really. Mm desirable to actually be there
0: and how important do you think is, as a designer it is to, to give the garden that sort of functionality to give it those oh, places I think,
1: I think it's really important because what else is a garden for like you know you can make a garden look beautiful but you've got to make people want to go out into it I mean you can wander around and you can wander around in the garden you can do that in 30 minutes and then be back inside again but you really want spaces that people want, can dine in go read in go sit and relax
0: in and that brings people out in the garden for you know hours Curiosity is another thing. I mean, when I think of the garden that we're in now, one of the features of it is is the, the different landscapes that it offers, the different moods that you've created here. Yeah, And that sort of keeps you moving through it. It gives you that sense of exploration.
1: That adds to the flow of a garden, doesn't it? The movement of people through the garden. And that comes down to enticement. I think that's the wonderful thing. I've tried to do here, is isn't to entice people from one space to the next. If I, don't if I, reveal it all in one hit, yes, but take yes. you through a very small aperture and then you open up into another space. How big does the space have to be before you can start creating that, do you think? I would think in an, in, in an average suburban-sized garden, you could create two of those spaces in there easily. And they don't need to be at equal size. Like, you know, one could be a lot bigger than the other, but if you have a little one that's sort of, a secret space in a garden and you get something like a little chair that's tucked away that you can only partly see mm. then you sort of lure it into there and you want to go down there and sit in there
0: Because I think if, if I lived here you'd always find me in the woodland over there you yeah, see, the, see so. people <laughs> love the woodland, see sh- it's shade again <laughs> yes. dappled shade that's what
1: people want <laughs> for me it's about the vegetable garden I just adore being in the vegetable garden. But it's in Baking Sun, so it's often quite hard to be in.
0: Which, is, I mean, it's interesting. Vegetable garden, entirely practical space, all of that stuff. But it's still, it's another environment within the broader garden. Yeah. It's a different place. It's a completely different space. But for me, it's a really activity-based garden. It's
1: high intensity. Like, I just love going down there, harvesting the vegetables, planting new vegetables, weeding like, I like all those sort of activities that go with the vegetable garden. And you can make mistakes in a vegetable garden, that's the wonderful thing about it. Yes. If you put the lettuce in the wrong spot, it's not disastrous If you make a
0: mistake, you can just eat it You can eat it, exactly <laughs> Get rid of it that way. People in, in, in gardens talk a lot about you know, rooms as an idea Yeah, and the whole
1: room theory you know, has been going for quite a while now, it's got a good, good hundred years. We've been um, designing gardens based on rooms I think the the feeling now is not so much rooms mm. i think we're trying to break all that down now and we're trying to see the broader landscape bringing the broad landscape into the garden so and i struggle with this i still like
0: the idea of different rooms within a garden because that's tricky because you want garden spaces to give you that sense of of comfort and enclosure Intimacy. in a way and yet to bring in the broader vista or whatever is on offer yeah they feel like they're sort of opposing ideas
1: i know they are and 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 also the interface between that broader landscape and 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 the garden has been completely blurred now whereas before we'd put a fence or we'd put a boundary or we'd put a hedge or 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 a wall or something Mm. and there'd be nature on one side and the cultivated garden on the inside now we're really merging those two spaces who came up with the whole room thought don't know Humphrey Repton, I believe, might have had something to do with that.
0: Okay, well done, Humphrey. It lasted. <laughs> it did last a long time. <laughs> I wonder what rooms in particular Humphrey was thinking of. Is it is it all just sitting rooms? Do we have garden bedrooms? Do we have? Well, I think it was that sort laundries? of
1: laundries. You know, everyone had like different ideas for different rooms, and the, and the, and they had the money to sort of
0: indulge themselves with in those different rooms. So dappled light, uh, a, a sense of. Immersion in the space. Yeah. These things are attractive and, and, and that exploration sort of curiosity. These things bring you into the garden. Yeah.
1: Any other things? Furniture. Oh. I think that's quite important. Yes. Comfortable furniture. Yeah. I think too often garden furniture is not comfortable. We place like a teak bench or just a very simple timber bench in the garden. That's it. Very uncomfortable to sit on, don't you think? Yes, yeah. Like I think you know outdoor sofas are such such a great invention. Like you can lie on them, you can read on them, they've got outdoor fabrics are now fantastic they come in all different colors and, and patterns and they're completely waterproof mold proof you can leave them out the whole time so people wanting more of that in your definitely your work the whole explosion i mean i think what else is blurred is between the inside of the house and the outside like you know there's televisions outside now there's outdoor kitchens outside now what's inside and what's outside i'm
0: not sure i'm approving of the no, I outside tv thing i, I don't i don't
1: <laughs> personally like the outdoor TV thing but lots of people do
0: <laughs> Okay,
1: lots of people dream of being in the pool and watching the television
0: I'll take that on board <laughs>
1: <laughs> but I think you know making sure the furniture is comfortable so you get yep. there yep. you don't just sit stiff upright for five minutes and enjoy the look of the garden you actually want to lie up yeah, there and it's, read it's, a book and relax
0: that's a very good point why, why would it be any different to what we want in, in our right. interiors yeah. Exactly. Yeah. comfort and surrounded by flowers yeah. that's perfect pretty good isn't it uh, anything
1: else i think the light and shade thing i think like you know being out like here if we take that great big sort of expansive lawn very bright very yeah. harsh we can see the darkness of the or the dappled shade of the of the woodland and that's what's drawing you in there so I think the contrast between light and okay. shade
0: lures you around the garden. And you, you gravitate to the thing that you want. On a cool and crisp day, you might gravitate to the sunshine, otherwise right. gravitate to the shade.
1: I think sound in the garden sort of leads you around the garden. and Like and water? Or? Like water, yeah. You know, hearing our reel out the front with just that little trickling sound of the snake squirting water
0: really entices you. For those who are mystified by the idea of the snake squirting water, that's a... A feature of (laughs) Paul's water sculpture. They're not real snakes squirting water.
1: When I did the garden here, I I, I was at pains to make all my ornamentation our local animals. And I thought, what is the best animal to squirt water? And I thought, platypus is not... Wombats, Wombats, not not the right look. But snakes, a curled-up snake, a bronze snake, was perfect. Okay.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well, that's a a nice collection. I'm, I'm still... Dappled light I can get, but I'm still enjoying the shade here. You like the deep shade, do you? It, it's, see, with it's deep shade, it's enticing its way.
1: I think with deep shade, you get a lot of darkness. You have the thoughts of mosquitoes. You have thoughts of,
0: mm.
1: you know, uh, you, you, I think the I think just the dappled light is more enticing for me, anyway. Just a little, you know, seeing that deep
0: that dark roof over there. I'd like to see a little bit of light coming through. You'll poke holes in that. I poke, poke holes be, in that this winter. It'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> Are you going to leave us with a quote oh, yes. from The Gardener Says? Yes.
1: Quote this Quotes, time. Quotes,
0: quips and words of wisdom, it says on the cover.
1: The great thing is not to be timid in your gardening. Whether it's colours, shapes, juxtapositions or the contents themselves, splash around and enjoy yourself. Who said that? Christopher Lloyd, great gardener from, from Great Dixter. I think the important thing from here is don't be afraid to make mistakes. I think that's what he's saying there. I think that's wonderful. Get out and explore. Do all sorts of things. It doesn't matter if you get
0: it wrong. I'm encouraged by that. <laughs> Splash around and enjoy yourself. Paul, thank you all for that note. Let's, let's all do that. Thank you. Goodbye. Getting in touch with ABCRN is easy.